Hi and welcome. This is Barbara with Sweet Dreams Travel and welcome to Sweet Dreams Wellness. I am a wellness travel specialist and I believe that our mind, body, and spirit all play into our well-being and I create travel experiences which improve that wellness so that you return from your vacation with more health, more happiness, and more connection. This is a YouTube video and a podcast, episode number seven. Today's title is Just Back from Vacation, Chelsea's West Fest Adventure. Today I am so excited to welcome Chelsea. She is a client and has become a friend of mine um, just recently over the last little while as we have been planning and executing a really fun trip for her. So hi Chelsea. Hey Barbara, I'm so excited to be with you and to share the amazing review and stories and some photos from my West Fest adventure, as you called it. Um, that's been my fun little name that I've been referring to the last month of my life as. And uh, just thrilled to be here and share a little bit about our experience putting it all together. That's so great. And we can't wait to hear all about it. So in fact, I haven't even heard all of the details. I've kind of followed along a little bit on Instagram as she's posted, and we've kind of been in touch as she's been traveling, but um, I'm super excited also because this is the first time getting a reveal of the whole trip. So um, yeah. can't wait to, to get jump in and do this. Awesome. Okay, so I am first going to just um, set a little bit of background and um, set the, okay, sharing my screen. Hopefully this is working. And I just kind of want to set the idea of what we, what we did um, mm -hmm. for Chelsea. Okay, sorry. I'm not super, super tech savvy, but I'm trying to get better all the That's time. Great, from my Anyway, end. all right. So this is Chelsea's itinerary, and um, Chelsea, um, I've got the itinerary up, but I really just want to start with, let's just start with your preparation and kind of what gave you the idea to do this, kind of where you started. So let's start Absolutely, there. yeah. This itinerary, looking at it all sort of summarized this way, it certainly is, it was quite the journey, and uh, so many memories are flooding back, but yeah, just kind of taking a step back and thinking about, you know, what sort of spawned this adventure. Um, you know, I was, I was inspired to plan this trip um, because I was sort of at a milestone point of transition in my life. Um, I had recently completed my MBA. I was, I had just celebrated a big birthday. Um, I was moving to a new state and uh, transitioning to a new career opportunity. And I was really lucky to have the opportunity to take some time off in between jobs and was excited to try to fill that time with an adventure um, and also a restorative trip that, you know, I would always remember. Um, and my, originally my vision for this trip was actually to head to Europe. Um, but with the impact of the pandemic this year, that no longer became a possibility. And uh, with staying stateside in mind, I started to think about where else I wanted to go. Um, and I had heard incredible things about Bozeman and Sedona. Um, Bozeman sort of for its cool, like LA influenced mountain town vibes and Sedona for its like awe-inspiring landscape and peaceful spa experiences. Um, and both places were so different. Um, and at first I thought I might have to choose like one area or the other. Um, but then I sort of opened up a map and, and realized that over the course of about a month, I could make it into a really great road trip um, through many areas that I had never experienced before. Um, and that was about the time that I started Googling travel agents. Um, I really wanted to make this trip a success, um, but with all that I had going on in my life during the planning process, uh, I knew that I would need some help to really make it great. And I think that um, Sweet Dreams Travel came up in one of my first Google searches um, as one of the most highly rated travel and wellness planning companies in the country. Um, at the time, I had no idea that 
Barbara, that you were actually from the area that I was looking to travel to. Um, so that turned out to be really serendipitous <laughs> and yeah. perfect. Um, and I think I filled out a contact form on your website and, and you emailed me like the same day and we were able to set up a call within like a couple days. Um, I was juggling so many details of like wrapping up a job and my life in one state and planning for a move at the time. So it was not as responsive as I normally would be, but you were so understanding and helpful through the entire planning process from the beginning. Um, and I think we, we had like one call where I outlined for you just like my overall vision for the trip. Um, I was hoping for like a balance between, you know, adventure and relaxing wellness experiences at the time. And I also thought at the time that I was going to be taking most of this trip solo. Um, and you were immediately able to provide guidance on where I might want to stop along the way. Um, and after that brief conversation, you turned around a draft itinerary within like a day or two. And a few days after that, we were able to sort of like reconcile the plans to the budget I was looking to, to reach. Um, and the whole process was just so simple and easy. I remember I was like out to dinner with my family on the night that you were booking flights and we were able to just do it all over text. It was so awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, and then skipping yeah. ahead, there were like various changes of plans that occurred throughout my trip. Like I spontaneously had some family join and needed to switch hotels or add beds or subtract excursions or switch things and needed recommendations along the way or, you know, even clarification on charges and you were just a text away the entire time. Um, I can't tell you how many times throughout the trip I either thought or said to people that I was traveling with, like Barbara is the MVP of this entire experience. <laughs> <laughs> you made oh, the entire so thing nice. so great on every level. <laughs> it would not have been the same without you. Oh, you're so nice. So anyway, yeah, it was, it was um, kind of amazing because Chelsea contacted me and she really had kind of a limited window of time to book it in. We only had like a month or so, it seems like a matter of weeks, um, as I remember, before you were actually going to start your trip. Yeah. So it wasn't like we were booking, you know, five months in advance and we had all this time to figure it out. So no. we were on a pretty short timeline, but um, it was, it, everything just totally fell into place. And I loved how Chelsea really told me basically the outline of what she wanted and she gave me enough ideas that I knew kind of where she was going with it, that we knew she wanted to start in Bozeman and she wanted to end in the Sedona area. And then, you know, so starting North and heading all the way down um, into and ending up in Sedona and flying home from Phoenix. So I will just quickly, just for the audio people, cause they cannot see this itinerary that's up. I'll really quickly go through and outline um, kind of the route that Chelsea took and then we'll step in and we'll kind of jump into each location and talk about each location, you know, individually and kind of some highlights. And <laughs> so um, she had, so Chelsea actually had about three weeks. If you didn't have three weeks, then I would suggest, you know, just picking a shorter itinerary and maybe combining some of these same things on a shorter itinerary. Um, but she had a full about three weeks that she could spend traveling and she just totally made the most of it. So for starters, she flew into Bozeman, um, picked up a rental car. Tell us what car you got, Chelsea. We got the, it was a Ford Escape and it was perfect. It was, a, it was relatively new and it was just exactly what we needed to sort of get through the three week excursion. I wouldn't have wanted anything smaller. And I think something bigger just would have been frivolous from a, a gas perspective. So it was, mm -hmm. it was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. She knew she wanted a four wheel drive and with rental cars, you can't completely um, say ahead of time exactly which car it is. You just kind of get what, what you get when you get there. But um, I, I think that that worked out just great. Um, so then she spent four nights in Bozeman. It originally was going to be five nights in Bozeman and four nights in Jackson Hole, which was the next stop, but she ended up switching that around a little bit, which worked just fine. Um, and we'll have her talk through that too, and, and she can kind of give her perspective. But four nights in Bozeman, then over to Jackson Hole, Wyoming for five nights. Um, the Park City Midway area in Utah, those are kind of the mountains above Salt Lake City. And then for four nights there, down to Moab, Utah, by the Arches National Park area. That was for, for three nights. 
Bryce Canyon for two, Zion National Park, um, the little town is called Springdale, and that was two nights. Originally, the thought was to stay near the Grand Canyon for two nights, but those plans kind of got changed around and switched so that she ended up going to Flagstaff, Arizona for one night. And then instead of spending three nights in Sedona, she ended up spending her final four nights in Sedona and then drove over to Phoenix for one final evening before flying out that following morning, flying home. So she flew into Bozeman and home from Phoenix, which I think worked out really great, didn't it, Chelsea? It really did. Yes. Um, the, the ending in Phoenix was, was awesome for a lot of reasons. We'll get to Miyamo, but it was nice to not be flying out the day that I was leaving Miyamo because it gave me a little bit of time to sort of pack up and enjoy the property, you know, for an extended period of time that day before I made my way sort of leisurely down to Phoenix. Um, and I actually really enjoyed having that last night in Phoenix. I went to a great restaurant at the Sanctuary Resort in town um, that looks over all of Phoenix. And that night there was this crazy lightning storm. So I got to see sort of like a desert lightning storm on my, on my Ooh, last weekend. So fun. it was really cool. And then, you know, when I woke up the next morning early to fly home, I didn't have a big drive ahead of me. So it was, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So I stopped my screen share because that was pretty much all I had to share. So now <laughs> We will um, kind of just proceed with each destination. And I kind of just wanted Chelsea to talk about and maybe give some highlights. Um, we don't want to, you know, completely belabor it. I'm sure you could go on and on for 30 minutes on each one, but we'll, we'll kind of go through it quickly and just kind of talk about highlights and yeah. what you loved, maybe what you would do differently or what you would totally recommend, that kind of thing for each one. Absolutely. So let's start with Bozeman. What did you do in yes. Bozeman? Yes, oh my goodness. So I loved Bozeman. Um, like I said, I had heard a lot of things about Bozeman, great things about Bozeman before I had it out there and I had never been to Montana. So um, it, was, it was a totally new experience for me. Um, some of my favorite things that I did in Bozeman were um, visiting the Sage Lodge, um, which is, I'm sure Barbara, you can share, you know, sort of like a luxury spot, resort spot in Montana. Um, I also hit the Big Sky Resort, um, rode the chairlift all the way up to 11,000 feet. That was the highest elevation that I hit on my entire trip. That was really cool. Ooh, so um, awesome. Yeah, and uh, exploring downtown. Um, Bozeman had so much character, a lot to offer there. I ate at some really great restaurants. Um, I did a local hike um, with a really great company called Flex Trek. Would totally recommend them. Um, and made it over to Highlight Canyon for a sunset on my last night there, which was beautiful. Um, totally recommend that. I think, I think my favorite experience in Bozeman was visiting the Sage Lodge um, for a couple of reasons. The drive from Bozeman to get there um, actually takes you through northern Yellowstone um, and is absolutely gorgeous. Um, so the drive itself is an experience that I would highly recommend. Um, the Sage Lodge property is stunning. Um, I had an awesome happy hour experience on the patio at the fireside room overlooking the mountains. Um, I have a picture here. Let me see if I can pull it up um, just so you all can see. Um, let's see if I can find. Um, okay. Oh. So I can't do screen share, but I can send it to you, uh, Barbara, and you could drop it in. Okay. Um, okay. I can put it like in the show notes and stuff. Yeah, right? awesome. So, awesome. You can send, so just reference what pictures you would want to, um, you know, yep. share with me and then send them to me and I can put them in the show notes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. These are good. So I'm, I'm sure that folks will want to see. Um, so yeah, it was, a, it, just to describe this picture, it's, it's me sitting at a happy hour, looking over the mountains with like these gorgeous apps and a glass of champagne in front of me. And it's just like perfection. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a great way to kind of kick off my trip. And, um, it was, you know, I, I sort of have worked this out in my traveling, um, I guess, preferences over the, over time that it's not always 
um, realistic to stay at the most like luxury resorts, but I think it's nice sometimes to visit and have like a happy hour or a meal or something to kind of get the vibe of it. Had the happy hour, was able to then go into the lobby and enjoy some like live music they were playing that night. Um, just the property, like I said, was absolutely beautiful um, and a really just cool experience to have in the area um, just in and around Bozeman. So totally recommend it. That's awesome. So just to clarify, when you were in Bozeman, did you get into Yellowstone at all other than just driving through a little bit of Yellowstone to get to the Sage Lodge? Sure did, yes. Okay. Um, and um, I went in and out of the park a couple of times. Um, when I really experienced the park the most was when I drove from Bozeman to Jackson, which was my next stop. I chose to take the drive through Yellowstone to get there, um, which is, I would 100% highly recommend. Um, they, you know, it's I think about maybe 45 minutes out of your way to drive through Yellowstone, but you can easily do it. Um, when I did it, I left early in the morning, which I would highly recommend, um, and sort of made my way through the major stops in Yellowstone, like the Mammoth Hot Spring, the Grand Prismatic Spring, Old Faithful. Um, and when you're doing that drive from Bozeman to Jackson, you end up in Grand Teton National Park, um, which is a wonderful way to start your journey in Jackson. Um, you sort of are going through this sort of otherworldly uh, just environment in Yellowstone and all of a sudden you end up in these like gorgeous mountains. Um, so highly recommend, like I said, leave early, leave yourself plenty of time to enjoy the sights, um, but get into the park as much as you can. And I don't want to jump ahead too much, but in Jackson was where we actually did a guided hike in Yellowstone. So that was definitely one of my favorite experiences. Okay. Okay. So then at that point you could experience it more up close and personal rather than just driving through. Yes, absolutely. Although, although Yellowstone is a really good driving park as well, national mm -hmm. park. Like you can see a lot. I totally agree. Yeah, and I had not done a lot of national parks before this trip, and now I feel like I have a really strong frame <laughs> of reference on, on many of them because I went to a yeah. lot of parks, um, which I would totally recommend if you're doing this type of trip. Um, when I pulled up to Yellowstone, which was the first park that I ended up in on the trip, um, I ended up buying the interagency pass, which I think if you're going for a week, I think it's like $35, but if you're going for the year, it's like 80. So for me, with all the parks I visited in the course of a, you know, a few weeks, it more than paid for itself. Mm -hmm. And if you buy the, I learned this, if you buy the pass when you're getting into the park, the money actually goes directly to the park that you're purchasing it at versus if you buy it online, it, it doesn't go directly to them um, and they need those funds to kind of keep the park looking beautiful. So I would totally recommend it. And the park rangers in Yellowstone were so nice. So that yeah, was that's a great tip. That's a great little tip to wait until you are entering your first park and buy it there. Yeah. Yeah. I learned that there, which I, I didn't know, but I think it's a good idea. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so getting into Jackson, um, which was the next stop and where we really got into Yellowstone, Jackson was awesome. Um, as you mentioned, this is also where my original plans changed and I was lucky enough to have my brother join me um, on this trip, which was really easy because there's a tiny little airport in Jackson that you can fly right into from like Salt Lake or any of the major airports. Um, it's so easy to pick him up there if anyone wants to fly into Jackson. But um, like you said, my original hotel was different and only had one bed. Um, and you were so helpful in finding another hotel with a second bed that we really enjoyed, um, which was the lodge at Jackson Hole. It was beautiful there. Um, some of my favorite things that we did in Jackson were um, exploring downtown. Um, there was two like great spots that we ate at that I really loved and I'm a big foodie so I'm all about the experience and Persephone Bakery um, was so cool. It you know folks can look it up and I'm sure you can add it in the show notes but it's yeah, a really sort of yeah <laughs> it's a really just quaint and charming bakery right in downtown um, that has been super highly reviewed by all sorts of folks who have visited Jackson. And I have a picture from there that I will send to you that um, really, I think sort of encompasses the whole vibe of sitting on the street, watching the horses go by and enjoying this like gorgeous brunch. Um, we also, we ate at a lot of breweries all along the way. I think I hit a brewery in every single spot. We <laughs> um, one of the ones that was my favorite was the Snake River Brewing Company in um, 
and Jackson, they somehow like through like reverse osmosis or something, use water from the Snake River to brew their beer. And they also have their own brand of seltzer. Um, if you don't do alcohol, that is amazing. Um, we ate there. The hiking was incredible. We hiked up to Phelps Lake, <clears throat> which I would totally recommend if you're looking to kind of get somewhere with some water, because we ended up in the desert for the sort of back half of this trip. So there wasn't a lot of water. Right. Um, and, uh, and we also, like I said, did the guided hike through Yellowstone. Um, we did a float ride down the Snake River that was amazing. Um, just the most beautiful views of the Tetons from the water. Um, and we also saw a total of six wild bears, um, one black wow. and five grizzly bears in Jackson. Wow. I will definitely never forget that. <laughs> so incredible. Yeah, unbelievable. Like people tell you, you know, carry bear spray, they're out there and like, you know, you're like, oh yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, whatever. And then they're just like walking down the road. Like it's crazy. Um, so you will definitely probably see bears. And I saw so many other animals, but the bears were like the most memorable. Um, and on Yellowstone, like we did this guided hike, um, would absolutely recommend. There are some hikes that we did on this trip where I, I feel like having a guide was really worth it. And there were some that we did that we didn't have a guide. And I would say, you don't need one, you know, don't worry about it, kind of do your thing. But in Yellowstone, I really think it was worth it um, for a couple of reasons. One, we were able to hit so many different spots and just learn about all the spots. And we made it to places that if we were on our own or like on a trail, we would have just not known about um, that were really cool. We, you know, we did the overlook of the Grand Prismatic Spring. We did Fairy Falls. Um, we sort of hit all the different geysers and thermal features, but we ended up having lunch on this really beautiful lake that was sort of off the trail a little bit and we just never would have seen. Our guide was just so sweet. She carried all sorts of gear for us, um, had so much to offer in terms of just you know, providing us information, history, and, inf and uh, just fun facts about the park. Um, she was local, so she had, you know, really knew the area well and was able to share a lot with us about things we might want to do while we were there. Um, and I think if you're going into Yellowstone, you're driving through it, you can do and really take in a lot, but hiking it, even if you're doing it at the slowest possible pace, I think is a different experience than you could ever have driving. It's just an awesome way to see this gorgeous and unique area. You can walk right up to like these geysers that will just go off like right in front of you. Um, and I also found, and this might be because of just the nature of the world today, that it really wasn't overly crowded. Um, you could feel a lot more intimate with the park being in it and hiking it than you could if you were driving with like other cars around. Yeah. Um, so I, again, I have pictures from that I'll send over to you and um, would highly recommend that experience. Awesome. Oh, that's perfect. Thanks, Chelsea. Okay. So moving on um, from Jackson, you drove to um, past the Salt Lake city area and to kind of the midway park city area. Yes. Park City. Oh, my heart. Park City <clears throat> was excellent. Um, it had my favorite downtown area that we visited on the whole trip. Um, I'll talk more about it, but I love Park City. I'd never, again, yeah. had never been there. Didn't know what to expect. It was so yeah. cool. So fun. Um, so fun. Yes. We, so did, we did a bunch of hiking here as well. We hiked Park City Mountain. We visited the Sundance Mountain and took the chairlift up at the top for like the most amazing views. I have a picture of that I'll send. Mm -hmm. um, we, like you said, stayed in Midway and at this really cool resort that had so much history behind it in like the Swiss culture, which I'm sure you can share, um, Barbara, but I, I enjoyed a wonderful massage at that resort, um, which was great, especially all the, after all the hiking that we had been doing. Um, and uh, we enjoyed several dinners and meals in downtown Park City, which was so charming and fun. Um, I described Park City um, to one of my my friends as saying, you know, you could you could show up in Park City in like the outfit that you hiked in that day, or like a multi-thousand dollar designer outfit and like both would be completely fine right, um, it fit right in, no matter what <laughs> yes it was so cool um you know we and you can have so many different like culinary experiences there we one of my most most favorite experiences we had was we were coming right off park city mountain and had been hiking all day it was like a 12 mile hike we were exhausted and we were ready to just like fall down somewhere we ended up at the the Wasatch Brewing Co., which is like right at the top of um, 
downtown. Um, we, you know, wanted to have a meal and enjoy sitting outside somewhere. The patio was beautiful. The food was like way, way better than any food I had ever experienced at a brewery, like really, really well done. Um, but you could, when we ended up at a brewery, you could have had like a five-star, like luxury dining experience. You could just get a, you know, a margarita on a roof deck. Like there's any single thing you could possibly want to do, you could do it um, in this very condensed and small area of Park City. That's like, I almost got like San Francisco vibes with how right. it's kind of like at the bottom of this big hill and the mountains are everywhere. Um, I have, I would love to see what it's like, you know, in the middle of February, like yeah. I'm sure it's just yeah. bombed. Um, but uh, we loved it. The summer vibe was so much fun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they often have, not this summer because of COVID and everything, but they often have, you know, like an arts in the park summer yes. series of, you know, all kinds of concerts with open air types of things. Yes. All kinds the of last things. night, I'm glad you said that because the last night we were there, I can't remember what day of the week it was. It might have been Sunday. Um, they shut down the whole main street of Park City to cars and the whole street was full of tables from the restaurants that they were able to seat people at. So it was just extra outdoor seating, you know, really just a cool way to be able to experience the whole street and walk up and down it with kids running around and, yeah. you know, feel like you could kind of just have the place to yourself. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so fun. That's awesome. So yeah. Okay, so now moving on. Are you ready to move on? Yes, let's okay. do it. Moab was the next stop. Yes. And oh my gosh. Originally, okay. so originally I just have to do a little bit of backstory. Chelsea didn't know anything about Moab or Arches National Park. She was thinking from Park City maybe to go straight to Zion, um, which is fabulous too. But I was like, hey, <laughs> you know, if you're heading to Southern Utah, you really don't want to miss Moab and Arches. So. Yes. Oh my goodness, Barbara. And I'm so glad that you said that because a couple of things happened in Moab. Um, one was my other brother. I'm one of three and my other brother, our youngest brother was able to join us spontaneously. So, and I can't tell you the last time the three of us were able to do a trip like this or anything, like any experience, we were just kind of by ourselves um, together. So Moab will be so special to me for oh, a long time. Um, for that reason. But so, so yeah, so we were driving from Park City to Moab. We sort of took a little detour into Salt Lake City to pick him up from the airport, which was really easy. Um, maybe like an hour out of the way, not, not too bad at all. Um, and we were amazed this day. I think we were just shocked by how much you could experience in terms of just the, like the weather in one day in Utah, <laughs> going from Park City to Salt Lake City to Moab was like, three different just like countries in a day um you know it's like very cool and like you know dry throughout but it was like i don't know 70 or something in park city and like 110 in moab right. um, so yeah it was amazing um like i said we stopped at park at salt lake city which i would recommend if you're kind of going through we had never seen salt lake city so on our way to the airport we just sort of stopped there checked out temple square um stopped to explore a little bit and stretch our legs before heading over to the airport um and then we picked him up and made our way to Moab, which we just had no idea what to expect. You know, I had Googled a little bit and seen that it was sort of this red rock country, but it was just like way beyond any of our expectations. Um, it had my favorite hotel that we stayed in on the whole trip, which was the Red Cliffs Lodge. This property was absolutely beautiful. We had our own private patio overlooking the Colorado River and the Red Rocks. Um, it was gorgeous. We saw some amazing like sunrises and sunsets here. Um, like I said, we added a person at this point in the trip and we were able to, I think you were able to upgrade us to a suite at this place for like a very affordable amount. Um, the room like very comfortably fit three people. We loved it. There's even a winery on this property. Um, and you know, it, it was like, crazy to me because I felt like it could be like a wedding venue, but also like a movie set at the same time. I think they really actually did film some John Wayne films at this property, which was really interesting to me. Um, amazing food, like just gorgeous vistas everywhere. Um, some of my favorite things we did in Moab um, were, like you said, exploring the Arches National Park. That was so fun. Um, you know, that's a really also easy park to drive through. We made our way through and checked out all sorts of the sites and 
jumped in and out of the car and blasting ourselves with air conditioning in between. <laughs> um, and uh, enjoying, you know, this beautiful pool at the Red Cliffs Lodge surrounded by the Red Rocks um, on all the hot days. And we had some really great meals in downtown Moab, which also has a lot of character and just sort of unique pizzazz to it. Um, again, some great breweries. Um, we also took um, which was, this is my favorite thing. We took this UTV sunset tour of Hell's Revenge, um, which sounds scary. And honestly, I think even though it probably would have been like out of my comfort zone in terms of the adventurous nature of the excursion, if I had been doing it on my own and my brothers weren't with me, it turned out to be my favorite thing that we did on the trip. Um, just because it was so unique. Um, it was so fun to be able to get out into the Red Rocks in a way that you could never have hiked it and access these views of the sunset that were just stunning. I have so many pictures. Um, our guide that we worked with in this group tour was just such a character. He was taking all sorts of photos of us that we'll have forever. Um, and I, uh, my brothers had the best time like driving the, the UTV and just going wild in the desert, which I was probably a little bit more nervous about, but they loved it. And uh, we had, we just had the best time. That's awesome. So, and for people who don't know what a UTV is, it's ultra terrain vehicle. It's like yes. an all terrain vehicle, like a, like a four wheel drive, like a side by side or a four, a four wheel drive, basically that you get to drive. Yeah. Yes. And you know, when we were going up and down some of the rocks, I was like, how in the heck are we going to get up and down this? And I learned in this excursion that, you know, the, the, the tires on these things are rubber and they adhere to the rock, just kind of like your like sneaker would, if you were trying to climb up. So they kind of stick. Um, there were times when I was like, I'm going to enjoy this more if my eyes are closed. <laughs> I could just do that. But we had, we had so much fun. And if you're looking to kind of like break out a little bit, um, you know, you, you did such a nice intro, Barbara, to this whole chat about being present and like really connecting and, you know, uh, disconnecting from, from, you know, where you came from before your trip, this is a great way to just kind of like mix it up because you have no choice, but to be present for this experience <laughs> because it's so crazy. <laughs> right. And it is guided also. So you're not just, you know, running off on your own to try and figure nope. it out, but it is guided. So that's nice too. Absolutely. And we met some really nice people doing this too. It's guided and, but it's in a group. So we were probably with about six or seven other little cars. There was, you know, I, I think when you're traveling, it's always interesting to meet people who are on their own journey and everyone was so kind. Um, and, you know, in the state that our country is in and world is in right now with the virus, I thought that people were very um, just sort of uh, respectful, aware, but didn't, it didn't prohibit them from reaching out and wanting to make genuine connections with people. So I appreciated that. Oh yeah, that's really great too. It's really mm -hmm. nice because you don't want you don't want to feel standoffish. You don't want to feel like you can't connect with people when you dress. Yes. So, okay. So um, anything else from Moab or are we going to move on? Let's move on. Okay. Bryce, Bryce Canyon area was the next area where you headed. So tell us about that. That is right. So Bryce Canyon was amazing. And I'll tell you, I probably would not have known to stop here if it wasn't for your recommendation but I honestly thought that this canyon was even more stunning than the Grand Canyon with the amazing pink and orange colors and the cool sort of like hoodoo rock shapes that they call it. Um, I had never seen anything like it before. And uh, we just had such an amazing adventure hiking through this canyon. Um, this was, Bryce was also an area where we added another hotel room because we had another visitor spontaneously um, join us on the trip, um, one of my brother's girlfriends. That went so smoothly with all of your help. Um, it was also easy because we were able to pick her up right in the area of um, Bryce Canyon at, I think it's called Cedar City Airport. So just a FYI, if people are looking to get in here and don't want to drive from Salt Lake or something. Um, so, and I also thought the hotel here, um, I didn't know what to expect, you know, staying at sort of like a de desolate desert um, Best Western was super clean. It was uh, like brand new. This Best Western was beautiful. I would highly recommend it. Um, and I, like I said, my favorite thing that we did 
here was the guided hike. Um, the canyon is really like the attraction in this area. Um, the It's not like a super built up area otherwise, um, but it's well worth the visit. Um, we worked with a guide for this hike, which I would definitely recommend. There are trails, but again, we there were parts of it that we just wouldn't have experienced without a guide. Um, and I think it's good from a safety perspective because this canyon is pretty big and, you know, we actually ran into a little bit of weather at the end. It was like a little bit of thunder and we didn't see much lightning, but a little bit of rain. Um, and you, I think we were all perfectly safe, but I think I felt more at ease about the whole situation, knowing that we had a guide um, and that he was fully prepared for whatever was going to come. Um, and the rain felt great. Actually, we were so hot that it was like, yes. <laughs> um, so uh, we also had a great meal in Bryce Canyon at the Bryce Canyon Pines restaurant where they have this huge um, like billboard in Bryce Canyon that talks about the famous pie that they have there. Um, and I'm a huge like sweet tooth foodie. So I was like, well, we have to go. Um, it's worth a visit if you're in the area. The pie was amazing. Our meal was great. Um, it also turned out that our hotel was right next to the Bryce Canyon Country Rodeo. Um, so we also ended up stopping by there one night um, that was so much fun, super unique and entertaining. I kept calling it like, you know, Friday night lights, like Utah style, you know, <laughs> right. had like, you know, every age of person on a, you know, riding some sort of animal, whether it was a bull or a horse or a sheep, um, little, little kids like that are just like so committed to it. It was a lot of fun. Our, the whole group of us thought it was awesome. Um, I have pictures from all of this as well that I'll send you, but um, Bryce Canyon was for sure amazing. And if you're doing a trip like this, you can't miss it. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So from Bryce, it's not super far, um, but it's kind of a whole different look really to go to Zion. So tell yes. us about Zion. Yes. I was just going to say, it's such a quick and easy drive um, to Zion from Bryce, but so different in terms of what you experience in the park, what you experience in the area, the town. Um, Zion was actually my favorite national park experience um, for a couple of reasons. Uh, the park is so well organized. There's like great signage everywhere. The shuttles are clean and easy to navigate. Um, like everything you need for a great day is just really conveniently located there. I got like a little bit of a Disney vibe from it, not in terms of like a theme park, but just in terms of how well orchestrated it all is. Um, and we loved our hotel in Zion. Um, it had an awesome pool. It was really clean, um, very conveniently located to everything, walkable to some restaurants. Um, it has, Zion has a great downtown area with like lots of restaurants and great little cute shops for shopping and coffee. Um, favorite thing we did there was hiking again. I feel like I keep saying I'm like a broken record, but I have to tell you that the Narrows, um, which was the hike that we did in Zion, was the most unique and fun hike that we did or and that I've ever done. Um, the hike is actually all through the Virgin River. Um, and I have pictures from this because it was very difficult for me to, to like imagine what this was going to be like. So hopefully my pictures can help people. But um, it sounds crazy to think of like hiking through a river, but it's so well thought through by the folks at Zion. They have like waterproof gear that you can rent right at the entrance to the park. Um, you know, it's all there for you. Uh, we actually were sort of vacillating between needing a guide or not needing a guide for this. We actually didn't end up using a guide and we actually didn't book um, our shuttle in advance, which I know you had recommended that we do, but I was holding off on it because I wasn't sure how many folks I was going to have with me for this hike. And I think if it weren't for COVID, we would have probably been in a tougher position because I know that they get really busy in the summer. Um, but we actually lucked out and we were able to get onto a shuttle by I think, I think like 11 AM on the morning that we were going out, which worked out great. We had the morning to kind of like do breakfast, get our gear. And then we headed out for the hike and the, I think the narrows is like, I don't know, like a nine or 10 mile, like full, you know, ex mileage in if you wanted to do it we only ended up doing like 
maybe two and a half or three miles, which sounds really low, but you, it's a slow hike because you're going through water and the water is the color of the sort of like red dirt that surrounds it. So you can't see where you're stepping. So you're, you you got to use your stick to kind of feel it out. And also it's not a hike that you want to do fast because every single place that you look is like awe-inspiring. Um, I have so many photos from this that I'll share, um, but we, we truly had the best time. And again, there were people there, but not like crazy crowded. Obviously the farther you go in, the more it kind of dissipates with people, but people are really respectful of social distancing. I keep saying to everyone who's like, oh my gosh, you were traveling? Like, what, what are you thinking? I'm like, you know, this was like the best place to social distance because we were outside. Everybody's like, you know, you know, spread apart on a hiking trail and it was the best place we could possibly be. So I would totally recommend the Narrows. I'm sure if we had more time in Zion, we would have loved to do things like Angel's Landing or Emerald Pools or some of the other spots that people rave about, but I know I'm going to go back. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Stuff to look forward to. And some of those hikes too, especially FYI, just for anybody who's thinking about maybe doing it, some of them you do have to book quite ahead in advance. For example, Angel's Landing um, is one that you do have to book in advance. You can't just show up the day of and, you know, try and get on because it's so popular. So, um, all right. So moving on from Zion. Um, so the next scheduled stop was Grand Canyon area. But um, so I'll have you kind of talk through that and why you ended up skipping, kind of going through the Grand Canyon, not staying any yep. night there and then heading to Flagstaff. Absolutely. So yes, so driving from Zion to Grand Canyon, um, we actually stopped at Horseshoe Bend in, I think it's Page, Arizona. Mm -hmm. um, it was right on the way um, and we had heard about how cool of a just vista this is with this interesting bend in the Colorado River that wraps around um, this canyon and the Grand Canyon, you can sort of see far in the distance. Um, so we decided to stop there. It's a great photo spot. Definitely recommend it. Um, you can easily get out to the Vista from the parking lot within like, I don't know, five or 10 minutes or something. Um, and we had, you know, full plan to, to just, you know, make it from Zion to the Grand Canyon and to stay that one night. Um, I think I had already changed by this point in the trip to just doing one night in Grand Canyon and then moving on to Sedona for an added night. And that was just sort of based on, I was dropping people off at airports and it was going to make more sense for me to just push on. And I was really excited about Sedona. I was really excited to get there. So I thought, you know, an extra night wouldn't be bad. Um, and that worked out perfectly. I'll get to that later. But um, our experience in the Grand Canyon was a little different than usual. Um, I think because of the impact of COVID, um, there's been, I know, a, a pretty significant um, impact of the virus in the Navajo Nation in that local area. Um, and they're also doing a, a good amount of construction in the park right now, just around entrance and exits and, and doing sort of paving. Um, I think probably while it, some of the attendance is, is down. Um, so we ended up driving through the park and like checking out the amazing views of the canyon as we were making our way down from Zion, um, which took us right through the park, which was great. Um, and when we got through the park, which we felt like we kind of really experienced um, and, and made it into town, um, it was the last night that I was going to have some of my family with me. And I think we kind of decided that since they were flying out of Flagstaff and we were looking to experience something with a, a night with like a little bit more of a town, a little bit more of like restaurants and bars vibe and scene that we thought we would just kind of push on um, to that spot and see what Flagstaff had to offer. I wasn't too familiar with Flagstaff, but I had folks with me who had heard some really cool things about the town. And so we thought, why not just go ahead and see if we could experience that on our last night um, since we had also had the opportunity to see the Grand Canyon on our drive through. Um, so well, we and also just a little side note, hadn't you told me before that you had seen the Grand Canyon when you were younger? Like, That's that right. So, you had experienced, right. Yes. So I had seen the Grand Canyon probably like 20 years ago or something. Um, so it wasn't my first time. It was, I guess my first adult visit, which I do think is different. Like if you've been there as a kid, I mean, you just stepping out of the car and seeing it as a 
an adult for the first time and really remembering it, it definitely affects you differently. Right. Um, and it was beautiful, gorgeous, um, unbelievable. I would highly recommend. Um, but I think we were sort of looking for on our last night of our trip to have a different experience in a town. Right. I think we've also been spoiled from, by Zion. <laughs> so we were like, oh, you know, we got it. We wanted to find something that had a little bit more of that to offer, which the Grand Canyon, I think is more, reminded me more of like Bryce Canyon vibes around it, where it's the Canyon's kind of the attraction and there's not a whole lot going on outside right. of it other than that. Right. Um, I agree. And Flagstaff is really close by. So um, we pressed on there and you were so amazing helping us change plans at the last minute. Um, when we made it to Flagstaff, we had a great time exploring downtown there. They had some really cool, just like local restaurants and shops. Um, we like walked all around town and just checked it all out. Very walkable area, um, you know, and the Flagstaff airport is, you know, right there. So we ended up staying, I think, in a local Marriott in Flagstaff and were able to to get them to the airport right away the next morning. And then it also made it easy for me um, to get to Sedona, which was like a very short drive from Flagstaff um, and through a really cool, again, drove through a lot of national forests on this trip, but the drive from Flagstaff to Sedona was beautiful. Um, I think it's called like the Coco Nino or, or forest or something. And if you want to, you can stop at the, um, the Slide Rock State Park. I missed that. I have, I'm gonna have to do that on my next trip, um, but, that I've heard really fun things about and uh, a lot of sights to see on that drive. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so then once you got to Sedona, we had we had previously scheduled three nights at a resort called Mi Amo, M-I-I-A-M-O, but because you were arriving a day earlier, you actually spent one night elsewhere and then headed over to Mi Amo. So yeah. just, let's just seg into your um, Sedona experience and just tell us the whole thing. Awesome. Yay. I can't wait. Cause okay. So Sedona was my favorite. Sedona was my favorite destination of the entire trip. Um, and that says a lot because we had an incredible journey leading up to that point. I absolutely loved everything about it. Um, Miyamo is in a league of its own. So I'm going to kind of chunk this part out into two things. So, um, it really ended up working out perfectly, I think, for me to add the night in Sedona um, instead of spending two nights in Grand Canyon or Flagstaff um, and, and staying in a different hotel before checking into Miyamo. Um, and I would highly recommend this because, and you had pointed this out to me when we were starting to book it, Miyamo is sort of in a more remote area called Boynton Canyon, which is amazing. And I'll talk more about that. But downtown Sedona and the surrounding area has so much to offer um, that you should absolutely experience before you completely disconnect at Miyamo if that's your journey. Um, so I first stayed at the Sedona Rouge, um, which was lovely and very convenient to everything on 89A, which is like the main drag in Sedona. Um, and before checking into Miyamo, um, I was able to pack in a lot into like, I don't know, 48 hours or something that I was there before I checked in. Um, I made it through the shops on 89A. Um, I made an appointment at the Sedona New Day Spa, which is like sort of on the south end of 89A and was just beautiful, um, very relaxing. Um, visited a couple of really great spots to eat. Choc I think it's Chocolatree or Chocolatree. I don't know how you say it, but do not miss that if you go to Sedona. It's an amazing like garden oasis cafe that has all sorts of great energy and food. And um, there's this really cool sort of garden space you can sit in that I loved. Um, I went to the Elote Cafe um, for a light dinner and drink, which was amazing. They have this um, unique dish that's like unique to Sedona and unique to their specific restaurant. That's this corn based dip, really good. This, everyone in Sedona was this way, but especially at Elote Cafe, I still don't know how they all knew my name, but I came into <laughs> the restaurant and the bartender was like, Chelsea, it is so nice to see you. Like, I'm so glad you're here. And I was just like, felt so like welcomed and I don't Sedona is a magical place. There's, I don't know how everybody knows everything about you, but they do. Um, and uh, I checked out a sunset at the airport Mesa overlook, which was gorgeous, beautiful, highly recommend. Um, the morning before I, I made it into Miyamo, I woke up early and hiked up the, to the um, cathedral rock vortex. There's so much to learn about vortexes in Sedona. So I won't get into that because you could, 
folks can Google it, but don't miss it. It's amazing. The energy is real. Believe it and just go see it. Um, I went to, um, on the way back from there to visit the chapel of the Holy cross, which is this beautiful church in between sort of built in between the red rock and Sedona and it just seeing it, um, is stunning, but you can get inside and sort of check out the chapel, which is amazing. Um, I stopped by Sedonuts, which is this, um, unique donut shop in Sedona on my way back from there. Um, so cute. These folks wake up every day at 11 PM, um, and work until three and they just do that every day so that they have fresh donuts for everyone. And they are amazing. Um, and then I don't know exactly how you say it. I think it's Tlalkipaki. Um, it, it's a shopping area that's sort of all based on the local like Mexican Native American vibes beautiful had a nice lunch there this sounds like I did a lot in two days but the thing that I loved about Sedona is it's it's very compact like everything's very drivable everything was like five minutes away but you also didn't feel like you were being crushed by like commercialized properties um, you can find a way to really disconnect in nature or go to a restaurant or you know shop and do it all um, sort of individual in an individual fashion. So, and I wouldn't have done any of those things if I had just gone to Miyamo. Um, and right. um, so many of those things were some of the best things that I loved about my time. And so if you're going to Miyamo, which every single person should, I would recommend go to Sedona for a day, like check in a day early somewhere else before you get there. Cause it also allows you to kind of like come down, like get into the Sedona vibe before you end up in this place that's that's really magical. Um, so that was before I checked into Miyamo. Um, and then checking at Miyamo is at four. Um, so after doing that hike and sort of uh, buzzing around a bit of Sedona that next morning, I headed over to Boynton Canyon um, to arrive at Miyamo and I mean, there aren't words to describe how amazing this place is. Like, wow, amazing, life-changing, must do. I mean, pick it. Like, all the words are what, yeah. what you should say about this place. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, one thing to note is that Boynton Canyon is a traditional canyon. Like, there is no cell service to be had. They have Wi-Fi there, but um, it truly is a place to disconnect. And I loved it but I also don't know if I was fully aware of it. So if you are looking for a place where you can take phone calls, this is not it. Um, <laughs> and uh, it, it's for the best um, because this is definitely a place to disconnect, to really reconnect with yourself, um, with the energy that's there. Uh, it is unlike any place I had ever, I've, I've ever been. And I've gone to a lot of spas, not a lot of destination spas, but I love spas um, and this place was not a place to, not just a place to get a facial or a massage or a treatment that you would expect to have at a spa. Um, it's truly an all encompassing, spiritually healing, unique experience that's so deeply rooted in Native American culture. Um, I loved how much history there was behind this resort. So literally translated Miyamo um, is a Native American term in the human dialect um, that signifies a journey or to continue one's path. Um, and I, I knew going into the, this experience that it had been voted among the top destination spas in the world um, by travel and leisure, but it was so much more than like a deeply relaxing and restorative vacation destination. So the spot is set within this stunning red rock, red rock backdrop of, of Boynton Canyon, as I mentioned. Um, so surrounded by like incredible natural beauty. Um, and Boynton Canyon is actually widely considered to be one of the strongest vortexes in Sedona. Um, and the canyon's energy is said to strengthen spiritual balance, offer a place of healing. Um, and according to um, Native American legend, it's where with the, the first woman known as the Kachina woman, um, time in life began again. And the Kachina woman is actually a, a rock structure that's in Boynton Canyon that you can easily hike out to within like 15 minutes um, from the Miyama property. Um, and the beauty and vitality of the canyon are really held sacred to like local Native American nations. The entire Miyamo experience is inspired by 
regional Native American culture and tradition. Um, upon arrival at Miyamo, um, everyone is welcomed with this like celebratory welcome experience um, where everyone gets this gift of juniper beads. Um, and these are what they call like Navajo ghost beads. Um, they symbolize honor to those who have gone before us and, and are supposed to serve as a guide during your journey. Um, and even the signature blue robe that everyone wears um, is representative of the life-giving blue corn of the Hopi tribe. Um, I loved staying in my cozy casita is what they call the rooms. They were complete with the most comfortable hotel bed I've ever slept in, a gorgeous fireplace. Every treatment I had was extraordinary, unlike anything I've ever experienced before, very uniquely personalized for me. Um, I was able to start each morning with yoga in this gorgeous garden under the red rocks, um, followed by guided meditation in, in what they called the Crystal Grotto, which is a special place inspired by a Native American kiva. Um, every meal was made with the most fresh, healthy ingredients. It was absolutely delicious. It's all included in your stay. So you've paid for your meals once you get there and you can just enjoy whatever you decide to have, like fresh green juices, amazing like omelets, smoothies, I mean, fish, you name it. It was absolutely delicious. And most importantly, every single employee was genuinely kind compassionate, like fully invested in making every guest's experience the best it could possibly be. Um, I met so many folks there, you know, whether it was therapists who were working with me on treatments that I was having or wait staff that were working at the pool or just people who were at the front desk that welcomed me, who I would consider friends now. Um, when I pulled up in my car to arrive at Miyamo, there were folks who met me like in the parking lot to take my bags, to to like welcome me with these juniper beads. I mean, it was just for me, the most perfect way to end what was an incredible several week adventure and truly disconnect, truly reconnect um, with myself and uh, you know, to be really present in that moment and uh, to sort of refocus and rejuvenate um, to be ready for this next chapter. Ah, mm -hmm. oh, that's so wonderful. And one really cool thing I think also about Miyamo is just that they contact you ahead of time yes. so that they can get to know you a little bit. And so they know who's coming and kind of preferences and things like that, right? Absolutely. I was so impressed um, to, I think it was like, um, I mean, within days of booking it and definitely more than a month before I arrived, I received an email from somebody who identified themselves as my lead journey guide. And I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So, and yeah, and they totally had you fill out this little questionnaire and so that they could get to know who's coming to see us. What, what are you looking for? What do you want? Right. Yes. And um, as far as I know, I had heard this when I was there. Um, the Miyamo Spa, I think, was built in like the early 2000s. You wouldn't know it because it's in really great shape. Um, but I think within the next year or two, they are starting a like a rejuvenation of it. Um, so they're going to be not closing, but just kind of like reconfiguring some things while they do some updates. And it's going to be fully updated within the next like 12 to 24 months. So more great things are coming to Miyamo. Um, but like, I would say run, don't walk to Miyamo. <laughs> like, you know, it just, and like, I would say, you know, for people who are skeptical of like any part of this experience, um, the folks at Miyamo are not like oppressive in their in their approach to just welcoming you for the spiritual journey, their sort of MO is like, just be ready to receive, like just be open and just take from it what you, what you will and what you can. Um, you can decide to opt into or out of as much or as little as you want and really make the journey your own. It's all about customizing it for you and, and what you're going to get from it. Um, and I mean, you can have like a past life regression and a facial in the same day, or you could just go to the pool. Like there's a lot of things and ways you can really make it about what, what you want to make it about. And I think um, it's just, it's something so different from any other place that you could ever visit. Um, and I would just totally recommend it. I have so many pictures. I'll send them to you, Barbara, and uh, you can share them. For sure. 
So, and another thing that I love about Miyamo is that, and you kind of alluded to it, but they have programming that's already there for you that you can participate in. You don't have to say, okay, what am I going to do today? And, you know, I, they've got already scheduled things in the works that you can participate That are free, you know, and yeah. you've already paid for them, right? So like you can just opt in to guided meditation. You can just opt in to yoga. You can opt in to taking a, a meditative walk through their garden labyrinth. Like, and you know, you meet different folks who, um, sort of offer those different services throughout the week. It's not always the same person. And so you're able to kind of experience different people's approaches to meditation or, you know, formulate different relationships with people. And um, everyone is so helpful in sharing just the background and sort of history of what they're doing. And Miyama does a wonderful job. This is the only, only destination or spa or hotel I've ever stayed at that has like a formal welcome and departure reception. Um, when you get there, you know, you're welcomed with, as I mentioned, you know, getting you into your hotel room, but then they bring everyone who's arrived for your, you know, journey, whatever long it is, um, together to share with you some history about the property. Um, they offer you a gift. Um, they talk to you about, you know, everything that you can expect to experience over the time that you're there and really make you feel welcome. And then when you're leaving, they do this whole ritual um, with some crystals that were sort of part of the crystal grotto experience that you've had over the course of your time. And um, just really offering a lot of, a, a very personalized feeling of coming and going that you, didn't, you don't get at a hotel where you just kind of check in and check out. Right, right. Well, and, and that's another amazing thing about Miyamo. They are very, very, specific on you are either staying three nights or four nights or seven nights and if it's three nights you're checking in on this day if it's four nights you're checking in on this day and if it's seven yeah. you know and so so that they can provide that amazing right welcoming kind of experience for you so that i think that's really anyway we could go on forever about miyamo it's i totally uh, seriously we could do a whole nother episode i, we I totally could, could. we totally <laughs> could we <laughs> Anyway, so um, let's just kind of wrap up a little bit, Chelsea, um, and I'll just like turn it over to you to get final thoughts or recommendations yeah. or things that maybe like, even if there's anything that stands out that you did that maybe you think, oh, well, I didn't really have to do that or anything like, you know, because so yeah, far we've heard is really great stuff. So if <laughs> that, for sure. I mean, I think the first thing I would say is that if you're thinking about doing, if you're thinking about doing a similar trip, my advice is to absolutely work with a travel agent and work with Barbara. This trip was amazing because she really pulled together everything so perfectly. I didn't have to worry about a thing. I was truly able to relax and enjoy. And more so than that, you know, it wasn't like, okay, your trip is planned. Have fun. Like, I'm never going to talk to you again. Like, you know, I was in, con I was in contact with Barbara, like, most of the trip, you know, whether it was asking for help or support or updates or changes to things, she was so present. She was so committed to making everything perfect, which was a huge reason why the trip went so well. Um, you know, I hadn't, I've never worked with a travel agent personally before for a trip and my expectations, I didn't really have any. I was like, you know, I just need somebody to help me pull this all together. What you were able to offer was as close as I mean, I think you described it perfectly when you said at the beginning, you know, we've become friends and I feel like we always will be. Um, it, it's a very personal experience to have with someone to work so intimately with them and planning a trip that you've worked really hard to save for, you're really excited to take and you want it to be special and having somebody who's so committed to that just makes all the difference. So that is the first thing I would say. Oh, thank um, you. You're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I would also say don't, if you're thinking about doing it, don't overthink it. Um, and especially now, I think people are so hesitant to travel with the nature of just the way that things are in the world today. Um, I think I was definitely transformed by this trip. I experienced so many stunningly beautiful sights and experiences that I will remember for a lifetime. Um, and, you know, I know that you have to take additional precautions in order to be able to travel responsibly right now. But if you are willing to wear a mask, to be diligent and conscientious of your hygiene and to 
really, you know, be conscious of that. I think you can travel safely and really have a wonderful time, um, which we did. Um, I feel like walking away from this trip, I know that, you know, a healthy mind, body, and spiritual connection is so important. It's so important to be engaged with ourselves, like really connect and be present with our, ourselves and those around us. And doing this type of trip, um, I think was an incredible way to achieve that. Um, you know, I think we were, we were pretty good about going along throughout the trip and making changes as we felt necessary. So the way that my itinerary ended up shaking out, I think is exactly the way that I would have would want to do it. Um, my sort of philosophy and travel and vacations is like, there are so many times in life that things happen that we don't necessarily, that we wish they had gone differently or that we can't control that when you're on vacation, like don't settle for mediocrity, like do it, do it the way you want to do it, make it the best you can possibly make it. Um, and, you know, have, have the perspective of like letting things flow, but also trying to make it the best that you can um, for you. And don't be afraid to change course as you're going along, if that feels like, you know, what's natural to you. Um, and, you know, if your next travel experience needs to involve less stress, less dependence on devices, more focus on what really matters, call Barbara. Oh. That's what I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, and Chelsea, I just have to tell you this trip has been so much fun for me to plan and for me to kind of semi experience with you. It's just been so great to kind of go along with you on this journey. I've really loved it. I've really loved it. So. Oh, yes. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for just all of what you've done to make this amazing. I'm so glad I was able to share it in this format. And um, I don't know when my next trip will be, but I'm sure that we will talk again to plan it. And um, I just really look forward to following along with the next set of travels that you plan with other clients and uh, staying in touch. Yes. Thank you so much. And everybody who's been listening or watching, thanks for joining us. And I look forward to really to just our next adventures together. So thanks, awesome. Chelsea. Thank you, Barbara. Have a okay. great day. We'll see you later.